0: Hello, and welcome to Web3 Unpacked. I'm Rich Pasqua, and today we have Daniele Menzi, Managing Director of Digital Bits Foundation. Welcome, Daniele. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you, and we're excited to learn more about your product and your platform.
1: Thank you, Rich, for having me. It's a great pleasure for me uh, being uh, uh, hosted here, and uh, so excited to start uh, and
0: having fun with you. Excellent. So let's just jump in. Um, you know, we're curious about, we always like to find out about our, our our guests' background. Can you tell us a little bit of, you know, how you got started with Digital uh, digital Bits and maybe a little bit about your background and how you got involved in technology?
1: Yes. Um, so I started in, uh, with Digital Bits Project back in uh, 2021. Um, I was involved... Um, into into growth phase of a project, which was uh, um, defining a new partnership model with a sports organization, introducing product element uh, into it, obviously leveraging Web3, NFT, and blockchain. So I was involved uh, uh, into this growth phase. Um, I was appointed as managing director of the foundation to bring you know, the project uh, um, on a global scale. Um, I'm an engineer, unfortunately, I would say. <laughs> And uh, and uh, you know I I transitioned my career into finance and alternative finance and fintech. Um, uh, by the time I discovered uh, um, blockchain and, and Bitcoin back in 2015, and uh, at that time I was uh, um, I was in the process of becoming an international CEO of a company that was in the in the path to to be listed to the New York Stock Exchange actually. Was a, um, a technology company um, working in the messaging, uh, um, cloud communication uh, messaging, and uh, it was a pivotal moment of my career because I've been working in corporates for many many years before, but I've never seen the alternative side of uh, finance, of fintech, uh, web web three, and the evolution that blockchain bring in the space. I got so passionate, and then and you know done so many research, and then I discontinued my. Web two, let's say career, and then I've been working uh, within um, the Oxford Business School. I co-founded the Oxford Blockchain Foundation, and from that moment onwards, I never stepped back. I'm on the Web three with the, with the deep of my with the deep of my soul.
0: Yeah, I think that's that happens to a lot of us. Where you know, back in the day, you start, and and especially if you're in finance, right? So, you see the freedom that it offers, literally the freedom, uh, the speed. Uh, an ease in which you can kind of trade globally and uh, you start doing your research and you fall down that web three rabbit hole right and and it's hard to climb out of uh you just got to keep pushing forward and the cool thing is it's there there is no roadmap. we're we're creating and paving the roads as we go so that is super interesting now daniele the what is the primary goal? What are we doing with digital bits? and and how is it going to help people? what What are we doing here?
1: <clears throat> so first of all, digital bits in the landscape of the thousands of uh, uh, blockchain or crypto project is a layer one. So this means uh, Digital bits has built an independent infrastructure uh, which obviously uh, leverage you know nodes in a way which are you know physical blocks on on the cloud that uh, validate transactions it's a you know it's a nerdy things but at the end of the day just to in the grand scheme of things um layer one is an infrastructure that process transactions um which have the goal to create uh, uh, the so-called uh brand economy in in the web three uh what does it mean so the idea of the digital bits project is to decentralize uh, if you remember the loyalty scheme, you know, the membership rewards from American Express and other loyalty programs, all of them leverage brick and mortar solution. The goal of the project is to create an ecosystem where brand and consumer can really, you know, like Lego, Lego puzzle, can really exchange uh, uh, value via uh, blockchain uh, uh, loyalty points, let me say in brackets, in a way, or reward points, and the whole so the heart of the of the project is to make this possible in a simple manner for both brands and consumers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And we have tons of questions about the, the kind of marriage of brands and, and the rewards points. Can you can you we meet with a lot of different organizations, not a lot, but that are in the web three rewards space. How is digital bits different from everyone else?
1: Let's go. I mean, we start from the end and then we go back to mm. the beginning. Yeah. What is the issue? or well, At least what we feel is one of the big issues for brands today. Uh, the big issue is that all of them know was uh, an NFT. All of them knows what is a cryptocurrency or a fungible token. They all know that. They all know that. They're not fully embracing it. Why? Because the journey to onboard the non-crypto or the non-Web3 or the non-yet-Web3 people, it's complicated, it's clunky, because there are cumbersome user experience, uh, there have to be multi-steps. People just want to do one or two clicks to do something. And right now, uh, crypto uh, you know, crypto applications require multiple steps of validation. But obviously, for me and you that are in crypto since many years, we don't pay too much attention because we love to be part of it at the pace of customer experience, user experience. But for people that are not yet, that it's complicated. So coming from the end to the beginning. So the issue that the brands have today is they know where they want to go. They know they want to enter the metaverse. They know they want to create a, you know, more interesting and enticing loyalty schemes. They want to have collectibles, but they want to enable a journey which has been sustained over time. So what we have done, we've started by the first step, saying, let's enable this journey. What is the first step to enable the journey? Well, you need to have a Web3 wallet, okay? And then you need to start and you need to make the first transaction to be on chain and to be engaged over time with the series of valuable interaction, okay? So you can see the, the Web3 wallet as a mean to give independence the consumer to stay attached and engaged with the brands in a long-lasting relationship. So the let me say, I don't want to say the revolution, but the evolution that Web3 brings in the space is that users or consumers keep control on how they want to selectively engage with each single brand in a meaningful manner, while in the Web2 and Web1, they were just spanned by you know, inbound calls, by emails, newsletter, and, uh, and push notifications. The Web3 provides more user control on how do they want to stay engaged with the brand. And at the end of the day, this technology enables to exchange value in a meaningful manner. So the journey that we have enabled is to start from the first interaction, which is having a Web3 wallet and make a payment. And from that moment over, via rewards, via collectibles, via NFT, with uh, uh, meaningful experiences, we are enabled to pave a new journey that we can sustain over time with brands. And that's, I would say, the most uh, important uh, uh, value element uh, we bring in the space uh, as an innovation.
0: You you know, you you guys commonly refer to um... Uh, digital bits is the kind of the, the blockchain for brands right so now if we 're talking about assets right so we talked about you know we, I was telling you before uh, we talked to Omar Emsel from Fireblocks, and I know you guys are partnering they handle pretty much all pure financial transactions so uh, maybe for our, for our audience uh, who may not know, what do you deem a digital asset what do you what do you deem?
1: Um, being a layer one, so digital is bit being layer one, uh, obviously it's capable of uh, uh, creating, uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, creating uh, any, um, any token or any coin on top of uh, the digital bits layer. So when it comes down uh, to work with Fireblocks, and Fireblocks is essentially a custodian, okay? it keeps um, um, the coins that are being created on the chain safe and secure so what fireblocks today is doing is uh, enabling uh, um, the uh, the custody of every new uh, custom asset built on top of digital bits so for example let's say there is a brand whatever the name is he wants to create his own branded cryptocurrency okay in order to enable this and to securely uh, create an asset that people can trust, then we need to have an element of, uh, of of integration with a custodian that make this process safe and secure since the beginning. And this is what Fireblocks is, is doing. And obviously, Fireblocks it keeps a, a lot of reputation in the space because you know it's the leading custodian in in the crypto space.
0: Yeah, I I like the idea that they you know your keys are yours always. But they're distributed into three different nodes or three different uh, uh, holders. And um, to me, that sounds like a good solution. And if I had a nickel for every time I'm, like, confronted by a financial, a Web3 financial company, and it's like what, the number one question I ask, uh, Daniela, is who holds the keys? And if they say, oh, we'll hold the keys for you, no, right. thank you. Bye-bye. Um, so Fireblocks is one of the few organizations, and subsequently, uh, Digital Bits and yourself, that are actually offering that la- not only a, layer, a really amazing layer uh, one protocol application. You're adding that extra layer of security and peace of mind, even for you know. And, and and that's super important for our listeners to understand is because if you're not the sole custodian of your tokens uh, or your your keys you're you're not they're not yours. So that's hyper important and that's why th- these are kind of special projects.
1: Yeah, but, and this yeah. is a uh, um there's um uh, this is something that has been done with them. Digital bits uh has a feature um which enables uh, the creation of custom asset with full trust uh, by you know the, the issuer, those that created this coin, let's say you know the IP owner, say the brand, for example, they create, they mint uh, I don't know, let's say one billion tokens. And uh and those that eventually we receive this token have to have to trust uh, uh the those that have created this token. So they need to create in digital bits term is called trust line without going too much in the details, but so, digital bits has a feature saying, if uh, uh, you create a coin and me, I want to get a coin from you because you send it to me. I need to trust you. This uh, element of trust, <coughs> sorry, is um, is kept. First of all, is enabled and it's kept under custody by Fireblocks. So, which is a uh, and this is something you know has been announced uh, uh, a year ago, and. Uh, and that's one you know very very important trust um, element and the second one is that uh, fireblocks enabled functionality that uh, if for whatever reason uh the fireblocks business model uh doesn't longer work and fireblocks is at, at risk to keep on existing uh, the system keep on working forever so this means There's no risk, there's no single point of failure, which is connected to the relevance of the business they're running with the profitability they're running, but it's, uh, they provide uh, a full resilience no matter what. And that's, it's, you know, it's, it's very important to, to somehow to provide assurance to the community that there's no existential risk or single point of failure that in case something goes wrong, everything blows up And, and this is being kept sure.
0: That's super important because there are tons of partnerships being made across the Web3 universes and different layers and different protocols. And if one falls down, you don't want the other ones to, to topple like a domino. Uh, so that layer of security yeah. and peace of mind is, is always good. So now, you know, like you talked about the, the assets and technically anything could be a digital asset that lives on Digital Bits platform. I'm really interested in learning more about how brands, who, what brands, and how brands are actually using digital bits currently.
1: Yeah. So we are. um, So we started to. um, So an announcement uh, was made a couple of weeks ago with uh, you know one of the leading football club in the world, which is AS Roma, um, that has integrated the digital bits as a means of payment into the, their flagship stores in Rome. So the, yeah. And, and and that's, you know, that's uh, you know, what's been announced fine. Uh, What's what's really important right now is to really measure consumers' feedback and how this plays out for real, because, you know, there's tons of a press release and and announcements about, you know, new retailer adopting uh, um, a cryptocurrency or, uh, Um, digital assets as a means of payment, okay? But uh, in the industry, we have uh, very, very, very few, I would say KPIs, or I would say metrics, which show us whether consumers are willing to adopt these as a means of payment, okay? So what we we do see here is that, number one, so crypto method of payment introduce an, an, an element of innovation, which is new to the space, which is, uh, giving um, um, an immediate reward, so, which is, which takes place at the time of the purchase, it's not delayed in time. You pay now, and you get now 10%, we call it crypto back. Okay? So this means only if you pay in crypto, and let's say you pay in 100 XDB coin, which is the digital bitcoin, you get 10% crypto back in the wallet, in a matter of seconds. So it takes two to five seconds in average, okay? So number one, speed, uh, immediacy, uh, which which happens. You know, consumers say, it's fine. I have cash back already with a credit card. I get 2% back by the time I pay with cash over time. Yeah, it's fair enough. But first of all, the 2%, it's it's a batch process. And secondly, from the brand standpoint, what is interesting is that by the time they have done a transaction on chain, because payments are settled on chain, so the brands want to re engage with the consumers on the web three and web three only. Why? Because uh, all of them, no one excluded, told us at certain point in time we want to introduce collectibles. Okay, but collectibles means you need to have a wallet, you need to have a place where you can host these and you can transact easily. And I can tell you, for example, today, if we compare the payment experience with the traditional Fintech wallet versus the Web3 wallet, today Web3 wallets are not matching the user experience. Why? Very simple to explain. How you pay today with crypto, you pay with QR code, right? You, You scan a QR code and then you pay. A QR code, from a consumer's perspective, it's old technology. They want to pay in an nfc they just want to you know pay straight as they go in a matter of second getting confirmation without you know using a camera to scan it okay now we're really working on the next of the next of the next step because we're getting feedback about that and crypto from one angle it sounds a very resilient solution because of the speed it's cheap there's no, I would say, middleman or middle layers in between. It can immediately settle on chain. That's the good part. The bad part is that we're working, is that we need to match the user experience of the most used method of payment. And uh, if I'm talking about we, when I say we, I'm talking about the players in the space, really focus at matching the best possible user experience with the plus factor that Web3 brings, I think it would be very interesting to see how these will grow over time versus traditional method of payment and traditional methods of engagement between brands and consumers.
0: As you were talking, I'm thinking I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how many 2.0 or normie uh, rewards points systems do I have through my bank, through uh, technology you know, outlets or whatever it may be, different venues you go to or whatever, and it's very confusing, even like for techie people, it, it, it's it's less confusing and more annoying. Did you sign up for it? Here you're getting constant emails about it. You're getting badgered to up your you know your your credit card rates, uh, the more you spend or whatever. And the shopping experience that they quote unquote offer is really janky and and f- fairly limited. And it takes a while. It's clumsy. It's really really clumsy. So what that said, Daniele, is are you so, you know, di- part of Digital Bits is an actual wallet or do you accept plugging in uh, other or working with any wallet?
1: It's a it's a it's a very good question, uh, Rich. Um, so right now, so there is a, one integrated wallet with Digital Bits It's called Astrax. And um, obviously there are plans uh, to integrate new wallets in the space and uh, so obviously the wallet, uh, the wallet direction, it's uh, you know it's a continuous improvement stream, yeah. and uh, um, you know the goal right now uh, is to is to make sure that the ecosystem expand vertically, in the sense that uh, you know brands embrace this technology uh, to enter the Web three and to enter the metaverse uh, with a you know sequential set of steps. Um, Starting from payments, mm-hmm. payment, uh, it's, it's a great use case for crypto uh, because it can enable a better user experience. And right now we have, if you can see the user experience, it's, it's split in two. You have the user experience, which is driven by the technology stack, which is great. And you have the user experience, which is driven by the application that you build on top. And I think the second part you know, can get better. And uh, because at the end of the day, um, you know, the focus the focus on crypto right now it's mostly to 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 do you know what has been uh, to let's say to focus at uh, um, at the use case that have been validated in crypto, which essentially um, coins and wallets mostly to hold um, um, assets that can be exchanged over a secondary market. This is a proven use case, so there's liquidity in the space, this is a proven use case, it's, it works, you know, there's nothing to say about that. But when it comes down to, for example, thinking uh, uh, in the future about how can I make sure that, you know, collectibles, for example, can be easily traded, can be exchanged, as uh, today you can do with uh, any crypto asset. okay? So this means you need to foresee or anticipate an element of liquidity, an element of secondary market, which already exists in a way, but have to be expanded uh, in order to uh, enable all, all these value creation um, with any type of asset, not necessarily with trading coin, but also with payment coin, with a utility coin, with collectibles, with NFT. Today, there's a lot of you know, uh, brick and mortar solutions Uh, The goal uh, we're having uh, within the framework of the project is to make this extremely easy for brands and consumers. And uh, it should be, we call it a one-click experience. People should not even see or foresee or perceive that there is a blockchain. They should not know whether it's a Web 3, Web 2, Web 1. It doesn't really matter. People should use it, and the technology itself should mask all the complexity which gives relevance to what we want to achieve here
0: yeah it's interesting because uh, what I was saying before is that's a gap, like logging into something or having to go to a website and do all this mumbo jumbo for, for a lot of these <laughs> you know 2.0 uh, programs, it creates a delay and a gap between engagement and if things I'm, it, like to your point, if I'm getting results back qu- instantaneously, I'm going to move on it. I might buy something more. I might add those report, re, rewards points to something even better, um, you know, whatever it may be. Now, with that said, are you you guys are creating, and this might be the next step or part of the, the first phase of what you're doing with Digital Bits, but are you creating um, brand-centric marketplaces? So now we spent our money. We've got some rewards. We got literally tokens uh, as a reward or 10%, as you mentioned. Um, And now I want to go and say, hey, you know, uh, we're going off with gelato and some coffee. Um, Let's go down the block. I just got some. Can I spend it here? Or can I go on and buy uh, perhaps a pair of headphones or something like that? You know, physical.
1: Absolutely. So that is the goal. So the whole ecosystem uh, that are going to be plugged uh, within this technology framework have the same and the common denominator which is uh, uh, to create a layer of interoperability which is multi-brand which is uh, you know which involves uh, both consumers and marketplaces and uh, and uh, you know technically there's no limit into this okay because uh, and the limit is not really um, um, related to digital bits technology because you can even pull or plug uh, liquidity from other blockchains Okay, Uh, and and bringing into this chain, for example, um, you can have a Bitcoin and uh, so we're working on a wrapper uh, to create a a kind of a container of a Bitcoin into the digital bit chain. So as eventually if you have a fraction of Bitcoin and you want to buy the loyalty point, which is being issued on the digital bit chain, then you can self-contain your Bitcoin. It's not yet available. We're working on that. Uh, and then, and, and buy that coin uh, or that uh, uh, reward point, or or convert this reward point, you know, at the end of the day, uh, uh, to do something else with another brand. So, the the key here is that, uh, and it's not a matter of uh, explaining, uh, you know, why you have to do, why you have to use blockchain or digital bits or branded or custom asset or digital bits. No, the goal here is to make things simple. For users, and to drive a great user experience that provide something more that people don't have today, so you don't have to explain why you have to use a blockchain. And I give you an example about uh, the crypto back. Okay, so there is a there, there there's brand. It's you know you might have seen many times that provide an X percent uh, uh, discount coupon. If you subscribe to a newsletter, you subscribe, you get 10%, you know, coupon code 5%, 50, whatever amount is it. If you subscribe, that is a transaction. It happens one off, you get a discount, you buy something, it's over. You know, how do you engage over time, uh, with that consumers? So in that case, you send emails. It's kind of an, you know, emails newsletter. Okay. So. And at the end of the day, you send information that eventually someone will pick up and then you might have a conversion as being a brand. This is different. Why is different? Because if you transact as of day one and then you get 10% crypto back, this is value you get immediately. And you don't have to do anything more next. If you see a product of value, if you see an element of value, either collectible, either an experience, either interaction, anything you decide has value, then crypto is a means to get something more that you can get via traditional method of payment or interaction. So in fact, it's the user that choose whether crypto provides more value or not, and not someone telling you, if you do something, I give you a discount. So it changed the paradigms how fans and brands or consumers and brands interact and the goal here is not to make a transaction and just uh, give discount for free and that's it the goal is to create these uh, funnel of interaction that obviously leverage the, the web3 wallet because the web3 wallet allows peace of mind custody safety uh, uh, and security that traditional solutions don't have the reward the crypto back you can see this as the first step of this long-lasting journey.
0: Mm. You know, from my, my edification, because there are lots of different rewards, points, platforms popping up here. There are brands going direct, literally directly through Web3, direct to consumer uh, with tokenization. And who's on, you know, Solana or, or whatnot or different platforms? How does that convert? And how do you maintain a stability? in the currency i know you were talking about a wrapper around a a bitcoin how does that work because in normal like web 3 land my head goes to oh well it's converted into a stable coin or something like that that the platform actually you know hosts and that's how you you transact but it sounds like it's a kind of a seamless um multi-chain multi uh, token type of scenario. That's really interesting. And that to me really keeps the, keeps the wheels moving, keeps people engaged. And there's no slowdown like, Oh, do I have to flip this? Do I have to convert? Do I have to do that? Am I going to lose money if I leave it in my account and don't convert it or something like that? You know, how does that work? Yeah.
1: uh, um, It's, uh, well, it's simple to say it's more difficult to do, which is, so if you take a coin, whatever the coin is, you know, um, and i 'm not talking about stable coin i 'm talking about uh, um, let's say a payment coin uh, like digital bits. so a coin um, is a subject so th- there is a perceived value okay and uh, which is uh, subjective most of the time and might be rational, irrational doesn't really matter what 's really important from a layer one project there's only one dimension that really matters, which is on chain uh, on chain utility so and I explained over an AMA I think I've done um, a few days ago, and I was saying, you know, we have been talking, you know, very recently about inflation as a whole, and inflation like, you know, you increase the supply of a certain asset, which is not matched and which is not balanced by a, an, an increase in the production output on the on the other side, then you create inflation. So you create a, an, an imbalance in a way. So for layer one, what truly and really and only matters is how you drive on-chain utility and on-chain traffic. So this means if the project is good at driving on-chain utility, anything that happens in the back doesn't really matter because you're really building lasting value. The issue starts from uh, when you have a layer one project that has the ambition to build on-chain utility, and it doesn't. okay. So in that case, it's difficult uh, to, keep, uh, uh, to keep focus on the value creation and value retention. okay. So this means if the project is successful at uh, ensuring that consumers settle and using whatever asset minted on the chain and then they use it, and you can see it tracked on-chain and you see a volume of transactions that increase over time, users that increase over time, then you're really creating value. So the unitary price uh, does not really matters if you really have arguments in place to create uh, on-chain value. So why Bitcoin, you know, why? So coming back to Bitcoin, for example, you know, the only metrics that, uh, that really matters is that you want to see you the number of transactions of Bitcoin, or eventually the number of wallets on Bitcoin, growing over time, because it means there is a chain adoption. So, and 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 that's a long-term predictor of value creation, and that's what really really matters.
0: Interesting, very very interesting. Um, so, we we talked kind of about the the consumer journey and kind of what digital bits is about. Now, I always like to look at it from the brand side, right? So if, if we look at it from the inside out, what is the experience like uh, if, if I'm Nike or, you know, uh, Adidas, uh, you know, Adidas, and I want to spin up sneaker tokens or, or something like that? Um, do I have full control? Is this self-serve? Is this a self-serve dashboard that I'm creating, spinning up, creating campaigns perhaps, or Do you have a a group of folks that help service and build out for uh, individual customers?
1: I mean, it's a great question. Actually, we've been working today about these very specific use cases. Um, So there's no, if you're asking me what is in place today, so there's no self-serving API or self-serving work package that people can use saying it's plug and play because we just integrated uh, uh so digital bitcoin a retail store uh, two weeks ago with uh as roma and uh, we are really really among the first in this place uh, to really entering into these uh, consumer retail uh you know payment use case uh very very focused on brand adoption so i mean uh, expectation is uh, this year to mature to this extent the technology is moving really really fast <clears throat> if i look back three months ago in We've done a lot, a lot of developments on the technology stack. We are currently working on, uh, on a protocol upgrade to support uh, uh, decentralized exchange and automated market makers straight on the chain. So, with the deployment of liquidity pools straight in the protocol. Um, so, but yes, I mean, I, I, if you're asking me, how do you envision you know, brands to enter is in this space? Uh, you expect them to work in a kind of a bespoke manner with any layer one project? No, I don't think so. I mean, 2023, yes, because uh, I think, uh, I mean, I'm talking about big, big brands. Uh, they right now, they want to step, they want to enter into a multi-step journey. So they're not going, uh, you know, all in saying we do everything with this, but they stay, they, they, there is use case that we see a uh, kind common across uh, multiple brands, for example, collectibles. It's a, uh, it's pretty common use case for, for big brands. Some of them already announced you know, Amazon already announced, uh, you know, an NFT marketplace and, uh, you know, other, you know, big, big companies uh, already announced, signaled the fact that, that they want to step into it. Obviously, this player, when I enter into the space, they, they enter big. They don't you know they don't they don't want to try and just show the market. Eventually they're going to try it, no. And uh, I feel that layer one projects um, are working in you know the other other layer one project. They're building API, SDK, and and technology stack to ease the adoption. So to ease, let me say the soul serving approach for new brands uh, to enter in the space. I think 2023 will be, you know project like ours will catch up in building this technology stack to create a kind of a a self-service API um, as of next year. That's one angle. The other angle, which is very important not to disregard, is wallets because at the end of the day, wallets, it's part of the branding experience. So, and uh, it's if you see from a holistic point of view, you say, okay, you have your own wallet being, you know, Digital bits wallet, you are brand A, and the brand speaks uh, in a very specific language, and uh, the wallet is one of the key uh, uh, user experience component to really make this journey successful and lasting over time. And uh, you know, do I expect uh, some cool developments in 2024 and 2025 about uh, how we think non-custodial wallets? And, and how can we really play with uh, customized or more personal wallets that today uh, don't exist? Because today wallets are doing a good job. You know, you can transact with the wallet. You can, you can do on-ramp. You can do off-ramp. So they address some uh, very specific use case, but they're not a user experience rich in order to cope with the needs of the you know, the biggest brand of the world that really think in the user experience and use in centric mode. And to me, the sole service API to define custom uh, loyalty reward scheme or inter-exchangeable reward scheme is one aspect. The other aspect is, uh, it's uh, obviously is the wallet and how you really, they differentiate the user experience to make this journey really, really consistent with their branding experience.
0: Yeah. And that's the part that I'm super excited for and interested to see the most advancements is through is yes, there's wonderful projects being developed in reward systems and beyond, but what is that wallet experience? I mean, yes, we all use wallets every day and it's like, okay, it's slinging money back and forth. Maybe you've got a couple of NFTs in there or whatever you're doing, Uh, maybe some smart contracts or whatever you're storing. Um, But truly when it becomes super like gooey and usable and seamless where your rewards are kept here for digital in your digital bits, wallet, um, NFTs are kept here. You know, there everything has a little bit of a home transactions are kind of seamless. I want to swap this. I want to send this to someone else or I'm going to open C or whatever it may be. That experience is super, super interesting. And that's, what's going to keep people engaged for sure. Now, Daniela, the, the, you know, I know you guys are stockpiling a few really interesting brands or working with already. And I, I, you know, I hear you got, you're working with MotoGP, right? Yeah. Can you, can you give us a little sense of like the people you're working with and actually how they're, they're currently or planning to use digital bets uh, for marketing, advertising, yeah. sales, ticketing, whatever it may be.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the, the partnership uh, uh, with uh, one of the MotoGP drivers, he's um, called Fabio Di Gianantonio. He's, um, he's, a, he's a driver of, uh, um, of a Grazini team, uh, which is a Ducati team. And uh, Fabio, it's our product ambassador. We're very proud to say that. He's, a, he's the first of its kind. We have a very ambitious plan, and uh, today, you know, he's done uh, very nice um, Instagram stories by um, showcasing uh, the signing uh, uh, the signing session that is going to uh, is going to take place in the next MotoGP race, which is which is happening this weekend in Portugal. And uh, so, what is going to happen here? Just to give you a context, so. Uh, MotoGP, you know, as a as a sporting category, has a very fit audience uh, with the crypto industry, uh, millennials and Gen Z, you know, um, um, as a whole. So, and and Fabio um, has a, uh, has a very strong product, focused mindset, saying uh, he loves crypto, but he said I do find complicated to explain others how to use it. <coughs> so. And how this partnerships is going to play out is that, Fabio, there will be 21 races this season in MotoGP across all the globe. And there will be, so the sprint race on Saturdays, and there will be the race on, Saturday, on Sundays. And there will be signing session, okay, on each race in, in each of these countries. So in each signing session, there will be a unique kind of poster that eventually will become a digital collectible in the future with a QR code, which... Enable on board uh, eventually um, users that are willing to touch this technology, um, which is the digital bits wallet and eventually digital bits coin, because Fabio will create exclusive merchandise, physical and digital, that uh, will be explained uh, to users uh, over this uh, uh, period of the partnership. And uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to repeat all the time this: this is a product partnership meaning fabio is the first ambassador which is involved into product design and product engagement and he's obviously so he's, he's he's our, he's, our ambassador yeah yeah but that's something no, he's new. acting like a guinea
0: pig right he, he's a guinea right. pig. right uh, awesome right. Uh, i think that's amazing and you know hats off to fabio because he gets it even as a a single man, you know, uh, MotoGP driver, he is the product. not all about the bike. It's about him, his, his mystique, his skill, um, and I, I love that he's adding that layer of ownership, like digital ownership, to his personal brand, and you know, potentially to do, down the road to Ducati and everyone else. Um, that's fascinating, and I love I love that there, you know, he's getting into it. And I really like, you know, he, he could be the catalyst for other drivers.
1: Absolutely, and that was, um, I mean, we put um uh, we put this into into the press release. The goal is to hear, you know, show the product first, and uh, and uh, explain uh, in in very simple terms uh, why this product um, drives change and improve uh, our life. So there's no element of uh, you know, the coin itself. So everything starts from a need, which is uh, I wanna engage with the content, I wanna engage with the brand, in this case, uh, with Fabio, and uh, I wanna do something which I feel has an element of value. I wanna do, that's the key, I wanna do, I wanna play out with the technology. And then so the experience here is not, I buy, is, is not a transaction. I buy something and I go, okay? So here is uh, how we make sure that, uh, you know, people from day one of the signing session, which is, you know, branded digital bits, people will download the wallet and will engage with Fabio's uh, products, content, and eventually collectibles in the future. Um, You know, how can these um, be enabled uh, from a simple interaction, which is download a wallet and do something with it?
0: Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of MotoGT, GP a little bit, you know, not so much, but I could just see other clubs, soccer clubs, football, whatever you want to call it, even in the United States, I'm dying for all. And there were, you know, United States is doing this with some of their ball clubs, you know, each, each player is a collectible and all that good stuff. But I think, you know, with digital bits, it goes well beyond. And I think, uh, you know, digital bits, and together with Fa- Fabio is is he seeing that it's a much longer journey. It's not just about trading cards. It's no, I mean, I suggest if you engagement.
1: can, yeah, if you can go to um, you know on on his Instagram profile, and you check you check out his Insta stories. I mean, you're gonna see uh, these uh, uh, these uh, poster. Uh, which is very stylish, and there will be. Um, you know i don't want to anticipate there would be a lot of surprise for fabio di Antonio fans and uh, i feel also for the motogp fans because that would be really really enti- uh, really really exciting for you know tech uh, uh, tech enthusiasts but also motogp um addicts
0: yeah yeah and 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 now it's the fans can grow with the sport you know it's really kind of kind of interesting and i, I really like that um, yeah and the key
1: here is a uh, I mean, I, I wanted to say this, and I've forgotten. Um, so the one of the achievements that, that you know we want to drive here within uh, the MotoGP um, category, which we're talking about, the category of fans with with Fabio, um, is that uh, typically motorsports have a lot of excitement across events, in this case twenty one races. But then over the remaining days or weeks, and obviously the engage go, goes lower because obviously it's difficult to sustain at the same level of excitement over time. Now, I'm not saying that the vibes you're going to have in the rates you sustain with a collectible. What I'm saying is that you need to have an enabler, which creates a journey of engagement that goes beyond social media uh, by leveraging technology, which allow exchange of value. Now, (coughs) it's a matter of starting this and I think these, uh, what we're doing with Fabio, is the first of its kind, for sure, in the MotoGP category, never happened before. Uh, in the Formula One, for example, there's OKX, which is doing a phenomenal job, and uh, which, you know, entering very aggressively in the space with some very strong, valuable element. They're doing great marketing. <clears throat> and in our humble view, um, we're trying to pave a new way of interacting with uh, um, with a MotoGP driver in this case Fabio with an element of product uh, interaction let's see how this is going to play out
0: yeah that really interesting and and, and thank you you know for for kind of framing the, the digital bits universe for us and you know now I know like okay it's procedural things are growing you're building the Kind of the rails right now, and then you're going to build the you know the the trains on top of it, um, and it'll be you know very fluid, and that's what you know people like myself are very excited about. I like to nerd out about the you know the ones and the zeros and the the Web three tech stuff, but really it's uh, I just I want to see so many people get on board, and I think by you know beloved sports stars and other products that people love you know that's going to be the on road for them what what do um you know we're we going to as we kind of wrap up a little bit here what do you see what's the next step what is the next year look like for you guys really in a, in a, in a kind of short and sweet statement
1: um you know there's a. I um i would say uh, just to give a context on what happened and you know what what you feel makes sense uh, to happen. Um, So over the last period of, you know, period of time, so over the last months, there will be an extreme focus at um, engaging with brands and mostly from a partnership standpoint uh, to showcase in a way that, uh, you know, brands are in. You know, they're willing to embrace it and they want to do it, whatever. But the next step is uh, much more on... uh, How you make sure that, you know, brands using this technology, adopting this technology. uh, They bring uh, fans and consumers on chain. So and all this, it's uh, it's kind of a step, the next step, which is, uh, you know, making sure this technology is used in the real world and in a meaningful manner so as it can drive or it can enable a net positive impact to our economic growth. So this means, um, you know, there's no doubt about the fact, you know, blockchain and and crypto keep on growing in terms of uh, users, in terms of adoption, and it's kind of an organic process, okay? Uh, What really matters for us is that, you know, we need to bring this in the real world, so as people can can talk about blockchain and crypto not as a bad thing as uh you know sometimes or very early very often weird uh, but it's like i mean this is something that helps me to do something and i give more value if i do this way instead of the other way instead of you know uh you know talking about this technology as a subject to volatility and speculation and other you know, negative elements. And I think that's a key factor also from the mainstream media standpoint, because, uh, you know, brands, the main intangible assets they have is their brand equity, so, and their reputation. So, and obviously they want to embrace a technology that gives trust and confidence. So, so and the trust and confidence is driven by the fact that people have a peace of mind in using it because someone else already using it, is the catch-22. So, the focus here, in order to make sure it's widely used, uh, is uh, we are the ones uh, to make adoption uh, possible. And, uh, you know, that's uh, adoption possible means at the end of the day, user experience and product developments.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well said, Danielle. Um <clears throat> And it is really because 90% of what guys like you and I do all day is education. So there's awareness and education, number one. There's adoption. And how is adoption done now? It's not really hanging around the water cooler. Uh, you know, if you are around the water cooler today, it's like, hey, did you see the latest? Uh, did you see Fabio race in MotoGP in the latest race? Yes, it was on channel such and such. What a great race. It was a really exciting. Now it's... Oh, well, I collected a 30-second video clip of that as an NFT. And now you're sharing it, and your friend will say, what? Where did you get that? How did you do that? And now it's, cool, now you got a wallet because you just blasted it over or sent him a QR code. Instantly, he's in. He's connected to, you know, Fabio and MotoGP, and he's in. And, And to me, that's like, let the consumers, everyone is like, a lot of developers are just saying, you know, you got to use this because it's great, and you know, technically you're talking to to other developers, you know that right? Designers and and other um, web three folks, put, you know, pushing the envelope, and those are the those are your adopters. Really, what you want to do is, I'm at work on Monday morning, I saw the race, I want to show it off, I want to, you know, I want to have something from Fabio or that race, and now let let the uh let the consumers be the ambassadors you know and and share and make it viral not in the in the social media sense maybe there are social media components to attach attached to this of course probably always going to need that for for generating buzz but the the idea of holding up your phone and going look what i did or look what i've got you want it i'll trade you what would you get or i'm completely new to this get me on board um, you know, I, I often say, you, you know, he or she who who creates the most amazing, fluid, open, uh, and utility-driven wallet wins. <laughs> that's, you know, um, and, and in a nutshell, uh, you know, whoever's going to open up lots of doorways for transacting. And I'm not even talking about just coins. You got the app now. That's a transaction. And that's what you want that's very exciting yeah 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 and it, you know and it starts with fabio and he's courageous and I, I love that that he's like he's putting his neck out there with you guys and saying this is new and it's fresh and i think my generation and my fans are going to like this so cool we want to see more and more of that he will help but uh,
1: he will be he will be instrumental uh you know the technology and 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 this is this industry and to advance so people like him because you know he provides um a fresh perspective and uh, from a, from an angle of a motorsport category you know and and you know if you take moto gp as a sports category there are 20 drivers in the world so 20 and he's one of this okay so this means it's a, it has a a big brand influence in a way i mean I, I I want to call it as a super brand or a superpower in a way because uh, uh we do see the world from uh, the technology standpoint trying to do our best to see from the consumer standpoint but uh he brings a uh, a totally new fresh perspective on uh, on uh, how to catch up in a way that uh, is in the best interest of the fans, and it's not like uh, in the in the only interest of a brand that obviously might have his own uh, its own uh, perspective. So Fabio really brings uh, a fresh and new mindset in the, in the space that will be. I mean, I'm really puzzled. I mean, I'm really I would say buzzed and I'm really I would say pumped about uh, uh, the start and. Uh, and uh you know I'm really, really looking forward to how this is going to develop um you know beyond
0: it's really cool to see people like fabio um you know there's maybe a few actors or sports people who actually understand that they are themselves the brand, the product, and me seeing this shows me that people, even outside of the tech world are saying. I want more ownership of my personal brand. I want more ownership. I want to be able to have a tighter connection to my fans uh, and and almost communicate and transact with them directly. So I think that's wonderful. Um, we need more people like that. The goal is, uh,
1: sorry to interrupt you, the goal, you know, I remember the first discussion with him. He's a, he's a leading, uh, I would say, his leading thought was, i want to give more to my fans okay? i want to reward more that was the former idea how can i do that you know how can i do it with social media you know i can i can post the stories i can say thank you but you know i can get to a certain level i cannot go beyond you know because there's no element of a value that people perceive uh, that they can keep hold of it and then eventually exchange it and that's what you know this is about
0: uh, and and this is this could be High, very high, obviously, very high touch, immediate high touch, <clears throat> with a very personal spin on it. You can have generative NFTs or collecting things that are all different, you know, and unique. And I think that there's a real craving for that, both on the brand side and the the consumer side. And we're we're starting to see it, you know, we're starting to see people adopt and roll on because of their brand affiliation or love of a specific brand or person or you know um, character if you will um and and that's great uh we're all about you know and i think people are starving they're sick of the the instagram ads and the whatever it is and the tiktok stuff and all the platforms you know they they want it's all flat it's all flat no no matter how you know sexy or glossy your campaign is it's very flat and you're not really, t- you know, really reaching out to, to your audiences.
1: Yeah, it's a matter of yeah, it's a, it's um, I think it's, a, I mean, I want to spend, uh, um, you know, I'm commit myself uh, uh, to do, you know, podcast, AMA on a on a weekly basis as much as I can. Because here, um, there's a there's a lot of importance into the education process in 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 the good way, meaning that. To give, you know, to give full context about what's going on in the space. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of things, you know, going on in, in crypto. and uh, But I think crypto right now, especially 2023, is in the process of, you know, bringing more, more sorry, real-world utility in a way that people can really use or consume this technology uh, in a, in an everyday life beyond, uh, you know, one use case I said before, you know, coins have been extensively traded and that's a use case that, you know, under no doubt you know crypto has enabled and obviously for good, you know and, and then, you know, whatever subjective uh, uh, perception any one of us might have but it's a proven use case for crypto coins are being traded, no doubt about it but uh, how many of those coins are really being used in the real world to do something, to transact, to exchange values, it's way, way less. So the funnel drops uh dramatically. And then and 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 for us, and specifically for me, I mean I'd like to spend more time on educating about what's going on in the space and how people can really spend more time in educating themselves on why eventually they can embrace this technology for their greater good. And that's you know what I commit to doing.
0: Awesome. Yeah. You're, you know, it, it's all, uh, you know, we like talking to folks like yourselves and product owners like yourselves, who really get it. Um, we preach the idea of, you know, the board apes and the, the, uh-huh. the NFT, you know, apes are really great, but it's all you haven't seen anything yet. As soon as you see utility brought to you every single day, you're going to start to use it every single day. I think so. It's going to make yes. more sense. Um, not that I have anything against, you know, visual or, uh, audible, uh, NFTs. It's all great. I own them too. Um, yeah. I mean, but- uh, so
1: someone was saying that, you know, art, if we take art as, you know, collectibles as a form of art, you know, is a market that has certain depth and sites, but here we're talking about something way bigger and, uh, uh, where more, I would say meaningful uh from a net positive economic point of view so that's why i mean that's uh, to me collectibles and, and nft it's kind of a, it's a niche what it's more what it's uh, uh, what is bigger is that you know how brands leverage these uh, uh, uh let me say retail experience to really enhance meaningful interaction with uh with fans and consumers and that's to me it's a marketplace it's a market space That doesn't exist today there's something new so this means that you know there's a there's a i would say infinite opportunities over there
0: and i'm glad you brought up the the idea of it really it it is it it is a marketplace it should be your wallet should be a marketplace and there's nothing really like that just yet and you know speaking to to guys like you we, we we know it's coming and it's all great the only thing, and I, I always bounce back to it. It's not the best analogy, but WeChat. So if you go to China, everything is done within one thing. Texting, messaging, social media, payments, um, shopping. It's done within one thing. You know, for me, I would love to have that all-inclusive wallet. Like, my money is here. I'm shopping here. I'm collecting things, and everything is neatly wrapped. There's one security layer. Uh, there, it's not all over the place in ten different websites across ten different, you know, hundred different servers. Uh, that's really, really exciting to us here. Um, you know, the, Danielia, the the, you know, as we wrap up here, uh, and thank you for your time, of course. Is there, is there a place for us and others out there listening to maybe jump on a beta, or you know, do you have a beta team, uh, early adopting? type of scenario
1: i mean there's no better here so the technology is in you know it's fully working so meaning that um, you know the first step uh, to get a custom the technology is to uh, download the astrax wallet which is connected to the digital bit chain there is a possibility uh, to connect to the testnet which is a sandbox environment just to uh, just to make some tra- test transactions at the end of the day i mean uh the good part here is that if you do see an element of utility which is driven by any uh uh digital bits uh, related coin or digital bitcoin then the user should find uh the way to interact with it and uh at the end of the day the first step is to download the wallet and uh, connect to the testnet account and make some test transactions and then um have a look and you know what Digital bits project is doing, uh, uh, which products uh, somehow are leveraged by uh, digital bits technology, and then if there is an element of interest, interact with it. Right now, focus is uh, on on the retail side. So the first integration um, we well addressed on the physical retail stores now working on uh, on uh, e-commerce. And, uh, you know, for example, in, in the football industry, one of the interesting use cases is ticketing. And uh, because ticketing, uh, it's a long-lasting journey. And ticketing, it's a scarce by nature. So if you want to watch a match, there is just, I don't know, 70,000 or 60,000 tickets, not more than that. So which you create an element of scarcity. Uh, it's not programmatic. It's by default, the way it is. And uh, which can can create a very interesting uh, combination of uh, uh, violet driven interaction with time so you buy a ticket and something else happened let me say it like this <coughs> so which is something that does not exist today uh, to to our knowledge and uh, you know not to anticipate too much because this is a use case obviously which is currently under development but uh, uh, the best way uh, to to get in touch with digital bits it's to is to use the technology so download the wallet and then stay tuned on the products which uh, connects digital based technology and use it
0: perfect and uh, for everyone listening in you can learn more get involved actually you know to Danielli's uh, you know uh, last statement you know get your hands into it and start using it and pushing it around and playing That's um, beautiful and you can Yep. And it's free. So, uh, yes. you could do that at digitalbits.io. Um, yeah, so digital enjoy... bits.io. Um,
1: the Website. Yes. Correct.
0: Absolutely. And Daniele, um, you know, the web three team is very interested in, in platforms like this, specifically this one, and are very interested in some of the brand partnerships that you're doing. And obviously, you know, where I come from, very cut from a very creative and design, uh, background or cloth, uh, that customer journey is going to be everything to me and my team. We want to see that. We want to touch it. With that said, I would say, let's get you back. Let's get you back on when the, the product is further down the road and we can kind of do a proper show and tell. I think that would be wonderful.
1: Sure. You know, I would be extremely excited to, um, you know, to come over and uh, and and show some nice development that we have partially anticipated today. Because at the end of the day, the common goal we have here is uh, uh, to bring new technology, uh, to bring this new technology down on earth (laughs) in a meaningful way. And product uh, experience, user experience is everything. So I'm really, really excited to come back, Rich, and, and, you know, brainstorm and talk to you about um, next steps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you know where to get us. We know where to get you. Um, Everyone else. Go and, and, uh, you know, digitalbits.io go and experiment and um, drop them online. If you have questions, become part of the, you know, the beta testing team, jump into the sandbox and get your hands dirty with it. So, uh, and okay. expect more from Daniele uh, and Web3 sure um, in the near future. Daniele, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, we know you're on the other side of the world, uh, mm-hmm. but that's awesome. And uh, we really appreciate your time today. And uh, we look forward to, to, to what, what comes down the road for you guys
1: thank you rich and uh you know i feel blessed to be invited and to have joined you and uh, this amazing podcast so we'll be very happy to come back and show developments thank you thank you very much
0: perfect and ciao ciao
1: ciao thank you <laughs>